Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Two teas in a pod with Teddy Mellencamp and Tamara Judge. All right, so we are back with another episode of Two Teas in a Pod with myself and Tamara Judge, and we are recapping the Real Housewives of Salt Lake, Salt Lake City. City. Oh my god, it was so good. The okay. music, the suspense, the the only thing I don't understand: when were they in Bermuda? <laughs> Hold on, whoever edited the opening needs an Oscar. Just give them an an Emmy, Emmy, like, Oscar. I don't know what the difference is. Whatever, give them a Who Grammy. Cares? I don't the care. Things we're never getting. Yes. But like that, I had chills. Um, but when they start filming and it starts off where Heather is starting to come, like she's like, no, why? Hold on. And they're slamming doors and, you're and you don't know all who the- it is, right? At the time, you don't know who it is. And they show her face. At first, I'm like, who is saying this? Well, then you start to realize she's talking about Jen Shaw. And the part that's so confusing to me is how could she do this to us? Okay. Right. Of right. Well, you know that Heather, as she put put it, I ride hard for Jen. I hate when people talk like that. I hate it. But anyways, I ride hard for Jen. And now she's guilty and she's in jail. And now she's, oh, how could she do this to me? Come on. One, she didn't do it to you. She did it to all the elder, alleged yeah. elderly people. You weren't the victim, but, Heather. You're and listen, if you would have listened to what anybody else had said, you would have known what she was doing. But I immediately felt happy about that. Um, Wait, is there, I'm confused still. Is there a cast trip? Is it, was that last year on their cast trip that she got that information? Was it, are they going to Bermuda? Like, was it a flashback? Who the hell's in Bermuda and when? I don't actually know i don't know i thought it was a flash forward like okay they, that's what i'm wondering flashback yeah, flash I, forward like what is going I on i think it's a flash forward but it doesn't totally track um they must have started filming right after the yeah that's what i started thinking like maybe they must have filmed before even girls trip 
Yeah, it's like really quick. Because you can see the relationship between Heather and Whitney is still confusing. Um, but it, it, we, we start out the episode with that. Then we get to Lisa getting emotional about her son, Jack, being a senior in high school and how he chose to go on a mission instead of college and how she won't see him for two years. Um, when Jack says um, he's not like his mom and dad, does that mean he they're not into the Mormon religion like he is? Is that what? I'm guessing it's because they drink alcohol and don't fo- like follow. Well, the they're kind of like soft Mormons, right? Like, I'm sure there's a name for it. I don't know what it is, where you still can drink coffee still, and do all the things and drink alcohol. You still you're... go to church, yeah, um, but you're not necessarily practicing at that level. Yeah. That being said, what we have seen from him before, he didn't necessarily <laughs> seem like that was his his big thing. His journey, yeah. But um, as long as he's happy and this is what's making him feel good. Great. The, the best part was Lisa in the car with her husband saying, I want to be present in their life. And then, oh, sorry. This is this. Hold on. I got to take this phone call. And I'm like, oh my God, this is all of us all the time. Yeah. It's like, hold on. I want to have this very serious conversation. But yeah, I want to but- be present in everybody's life, but there's this thing called an iPhone. It really f- with everybody's life. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do we believe that Jack didn't confer with his parents about doing a mission instead of college? I actually believe that. I think he probably was like, I'm just going to He probably thought that they were going to be upset about it or would prefer him to go to college. And so he just didn't. I think they want him to go on a mission. I think that's Oh, I didn't get that feeling. But I I think if you're LDS, like you want. Yeah, but they're not hardcore LDS. So that's why she's like upset about it. Is she upset because he's doing it or upset because he didn't tell her? I think she's upset because she is not 100% LDS the way that he is. And she feels like shame towards that. I'm just, I have absolutely Yeah, no I'm idea. sure we'll hear more about it. Um, this is also a, a very confusing thing to me. When Meredith says she's upset for Whitney talking about her bathtub. Listen, we've talked about your bathtub a lot, but never once did you use your bathtub as a verb Mm-mm. or like as something you were offended that people brought up. Like, yes, we all teased you about your bathtub scene, but were you were you offended for your bathtub? No, no. I do think that Whitney was just being funny and it just kind of fell flat. But is Whitney funny? I think I like Whitney. I think she's cute. I think she's funny. And I think like, I don't know, but you Meredith- said cute the same way that Jenna said charming about her little time. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't mean it like that, but Meredith mocking Whitney about the bathtub and imitating her voice was kind of funny. I actually didn't we, think it was we, that good of an impression. Well, it was kind of funny, but um, okay. So they did a flashback this, the very first episode of all the different rental properties that Meredith lived in (laughs) when she said now I had heard and I don't believe everything I hear that um she didn't live in Salt Lake City that every time the show films that they rent a house I do know she has the business in Salt Lake City and then I what I have heard is she comes in and they are stay put when the season's airing but before we even get to that why was heather shoveling snow in a club outfit well because that will make good tv because you know she's never shoveled snow <laughs> like meredith said we hire people to do that meredith is actually feels like she's coming in this season like yeah activated like she's she is. coming in ready she looks good she looks amazing but um you know who really looks good and about 10 years younger mary Mary Cosby. And she did not disappoint. First episode, and she did not disappoint. Her one-liners are nonstop. 
Well, she cut off everyone except Meredith. She says she is in dinosaur mode since she doesn't know what is going on with everyone. Meredith has not spoken to Jen since she went to prison. And Mary says she is believes in karma. You get what you deserve. Do we really believe that Meredith and Mary no. are like pals when they're no. not filming? No. No, I thought the same right? thing. I'm like, no, I don't think so. But Mary, but Mary laughing when Meredith says Jen's the elephant in <laughs> Jen's the elephant in prison. And she's like, <laughs> um, but I how thought... about her son who lives with her could be potentially married and she doesn't know because she hasn't asked him. She just heard a rumor that her son's married. Well, not only did she say, you know, I, I haven't had a chance to say that. Then also she says that her husband's out of town for six months, she thinks, or something along those lines. She's like there always was so flighty about everything she says. But um, producers, the disrespect that flashed on my screen when Mary popped up, it was labeled Meredith's, Meredith's friend. Come on. I didn't even notice that. I'm like, really? You couldn't just say Mary Cosby. But also, the I, I really feel like I need to attend a couple of Mary's sermons because I just don't understand how she can deliver a message involving God with so much shade. Well, let's go. Like we should, I mean, honestly, you could have your second baptism there, Tam. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> Instead of I the montage I pool. I need a second one. Trust me. Hold on. What pool was your baptism in? It was at the Balboa Bay Club. Oh, sorry. Not. Don't worry. Don't the worry. They cut pool. out the, 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 the people that were renting there that were playing in the pool on the other side. They cut out the kids in swimmies. Yes. Throwing their water totally. balloons. <laughs> I'm dead. Okay. Oh, so what do we think about Jen's fired assistant? Monica. Okay, so Monica stepped in to help her. She says Jen asked her one night if she wants to be rich and make 600000 a year. All she had to do was put this and this in her name and Monica was weirded out. Okay. So were you weirded out or you kept working for her? Because I confuse it. I'm confused too. All I can say is she's starting off very well. Strong housewife. Strong housewife. The shade, she's the comment. She's pretty. Like, I feel like she has it. But then she says that she has a friend in the secret service. And he said to get away from Jen. She was arrested two months later. This was how Monica became a witness for the federal government and her trial. So she was now I can't, I, I can't help but wonder why else do you bring in somebody else's assistant to become a housewife if you didn't place that little bit of information into the rat people's hands? Well, right. And I think that the casting was brilliant because we lost Jen Shaw, who was a huge part of the show. We right. now are carrying on with Jen Shaw's assistant, who obviously knows a lot of her dirty little secrets. I mean, at this point, she should be a funeral director because she knows where all the bodies all are buried in the bodies. city. Mm -hmm. I mean, even when she goes, I mean, Jen never said anything positive about Heather. That being said, she's never said anything positive about anyone. <laughs> but Lisa's claiming that uh, Monica doesn't look anything like she did before. She was lighter skin, blonde hair. Now she has darker skin and dark hair. 
But then they showed the picture, picture and I'm of like, what she, all she did was change her hair color, in my opinion. Too. So how like, about let's talk about Angie's uh, mink Fendi bag for seven thousand dollars? There was a lot of designer outfits going on in this episode. I'm not buying that they're all real, and you know how much that annoys me. Um, it was a Angie. Lot. Angie, we love you. We call you the good Angie. I I just want to understand why every pair of sunglasses you own has to cover your entire face. <laughs> There's a windshield on her face. Every single time. Like, I thought it was one pair that she was Maybe reusing. Maybe that's her I, look. She likes that look. I, I want to see more And I think face. they said, what did they say? Did they say Fendi or Gucci or something across the lens. I think there well? was Fs or something. Yes, I don't maybe, know. Maybe, yeah. But Monica was married, then divorced, married again, and then divorced. The same guy twice. She's got four kids, four girls. And so far, I think she's going to be a good addition. Well, I do think that I'm happy that this is back in action. Um, I also feel like we saw a little bit at the end that maybe Monica may have stepped out on her marriage. Did you get that? A little assumption? bit. Indiscretions. Yeah, there was something. Um, or maybe it was him. No, she made it sound like her. Did she? Yeah, okay. she did. I could be wrong, but I mean, very rarely am I wrong. <laughs> oh, let's not go there. <laughs> but either way, when Meredith, when, okay, then we have the Heather and Whitney scene and then Heather and Whitney are coming together and they're going to throw this party together. Also, I was kind of upset that we're like, they're alleging that Whitney and her husband are having issues and like throughout the season. Well, we talked about it when I had, when she's filled in for you. And she seems to say, I mean, she thinks they're fine. Just, you know, like normal marital issues had come to surface. And I don't think anything big and they're good. She even gave him props on the podcast. About what? Just being there for her and being a good husband. All right. Okay. So yeah. how do we feel about when Meredith pulls Lisa aside saying that they have tried to find resolution within their group and that none have gone well for them. And then Meredith asks if they can sit down one-on-one, -on -one, not in the group. I mean, do we see them coming together as friends again? Well, it's so funny because she does say something about like, I don't hold grudges. Yeah. But here we're still Whitney. talking about two seasons ago. We're talking and about bathtub shit and things like that. Like, yeah, I think you do kind of hold a little bit of a grudge. A little bit. Like she makes me seem like a casual grudge holder yeah. and I hold a freaking grudge. Mm -hmm. Like you're dead to me. Like mm -hmm. there's grudge isn't even a word in my vocabulary. It's just like, you're cut off, you're done, deceased. Um, I mean, I am so obsessed with Mary. The fact that she sent all those mean text messages Oh, no, Lisa. And Lisa just read them. And Lisa reads them off. And they were horrible, right? And then she sees her and she's like, oh, it's nice to see her. That's a really cute jacket you have on. What about how Lisa <laughs> like nothing goes, ever happened. I don't have a real problem with Mary, but I got some text messages that, that weren't the nicest. And I thought I didn't expect for them to be as intense as they were. They're pretty intense. I also liked when Monica or whoever it was said, uh, Lisa, like, do you have an off button? And she's like, no, no, I'm on play mode only. No oh, pause. <laughs> well, here's something that I can't unsee. A lot of people on the interweb have been saying that Jen Pedranti in Orange County looks like Heather Gay. And seeing Heather Gay tonight on the show or last night, I see it. 
I totally see it and I can't unsee it. Well, I don't know I what think the they, they, they could be related. Let's get the 23 and me out. We've got Courtney and Ralph to get through. We've got, we need to know how close Whitney and Heather are. And now is Jen, was Jen ever LDS? L if she was, that's, there's a closer chance. I don't know. But um, how about when they talk about the book? Who's read the book? And Mary, under her breath, nobody's reading that book. <laughs> well, I actually <laughs> felt bad. I actually did feel bad that not a single person even pretended to read the book. Did that book get her that 7,000 square foot house in Salt Lake City? I was so like, huh? So I went online and I went on realtors.com and I pulled up Salt Lake City properties. It's not saying it's cheap, but it's very affordable to live in Salt Lake City. Well, it's more affordable than LA and Orange County, For which sure. are absolutely obscene because we went and looked at houses again in Orange County this week, this past weekend. And I was like, I, I, I can't even understand or fathom. And then Edwin's trying to pitch me. School is so much cheaper. So it doesn't matter that this house is this much more expensive. It I'm probably like, is cheaper. It School is cheaper in Orange County, but it doesn't matter if the house is. Yeah. 10 miles. As Uba says donkey shit compared to the house we live in now i i, I, just, I don't know i just can't I, or really... i think orange county is a little bit more expensive than encino right orange county well i mean it's they're both expensive when it comes to no, but when it comes to land when yeah. it comes to how much space like well, you're we not gonna get land you're not gonna it's very hard to get land in orange county well at this point i'm not gonna get land or friendships in orange county other like it's just gonna be difficult oh, really? for me yeah, I think you and I are fine. on the outs. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm just my new bestie, Jen Prajanti, is going to set me up with some new friendships. Anywho, she has to have friends to set you up with some. <laughs> oh, my God. So then we get to where Meredith says Whitney is the one who started oh. the rumor that Meredith does ketamine. Okay. Oh, is this a special day talk ketamine. again? Are we still, Meredith, are we still, <laughs> haven't we moved on from that? Okay. But I also want to talk about, I don't know if this is happening across all the United States or solely in Los Angeles, but people have come to me like reputable high-end type doctors have come to me and asked me if I would do the ketamine treatment for my anxiety. I'm not there yet because I'm scared. I like take a wrong dosage. I don't like even know what that is. What is it? Okay. So there's, you know, Pete I thought it Davidson. Was like Drugs, no, like speed. they keep saying special K, but no, there's a new version called a ketamine treatment where if you had any childhood trauma or you suffer like high anxiety, you go in with a doctor and people are documenting their ketamine journeys, which is like a ashawanda, whatever that uh, is That's called. what I was going to say. Is that like ashawanda? And why wouldn't you just do that? Because that one, you like puke up your feelings and you're in a field in Mexico. Think about how skinny you'll like... be when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> but like that one is like, it's not as monitored where ketamine you go in, you are like, I have girlfriends that have gone and done it. And they said like, it's changed my life. They're no Never longer heard of on, it. on their SSRIs and these different medications. So SSRIs are like Zoloft, um, Lexapro, any of those kind of medications. I don't know. I haven't done it. Yet, 
Will I never do it? I don't know if I continue struggling with anxiety the way that I do and doctors keep recommending it to me. Maybe I would. But this is the problem. They're explaining it as special K as like this club party drug that people did in like the 90s. Which so is special K that drug mixed with other drugs is like a, a mixture or is it still the same? Ketamine. I, I, well, either way, whether you're doing a drug that's prescribed through a doctor and you're being monitored versus you're doing it by yourself on your own medication. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm confused. I, I, I've never, I've this. never done special K or ketamine, but I don't think she's alluding to that. Do I also, I've never heard of ketamine pills or special K pills that people are taking, but I'm also not a drug expert because I'm very paranoid. Yeah. Then a question. Did you miss Jen Shaw during the premiere? No, no, not at all. But they did talk about her. her a lot. I hope to God we don't have to hear about her all season. But it it started off great. Good job, I, girls. I'm excited. I think it looks beautiful. I think the girls are fun. I want to learn more. I hope they give us more information on Monica. I also wonder why we didn't see any of the bad Angie, if the bad Angie is besties with Heather. Oh, I forgot about her. Don't miss her. I know. You don't. Um, but I also am curious. Is there anybody else missing? Any friends? That were on last season, just the bad Angie, right? Just the bad Angie. We shouldn't call her bad Angie. I just don't know her last name. We don't red haired Angie. Angie Dana, 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 Dana. Oh, Dana, Dana's gone. Angie Harrington. That's what it is. Hold on, Dana's gone. Do you think she's gone? Gone? Yes. Or maybe she'll resurface. No, because who is she friends with? I don't know. That's how much we. We don't know. Okay. Well, this was fun. I am going to get on the road, get home, back to Orange County from Big Bear, and start mentally preparing for the reunion. I thought you were going to say you were going to mentally prepare, uh, prepare, prepare for the flashbacks episodes first. No, Jesus. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, because you still need to watch that. I still have to watch two episodes of Orange County, the last two, and I, uh, I kind of have a little anxiety in the last two episodes so am i gonna like you more or less as the season you're gonna love me you're gonna love me all right love me bye tam safe drive home and i'll talk to you soon okay bye bye hey guys this is paris hilton trapped in treatment is back and this season we're taking on wasp the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools they held us in dog cages they starved us they beat us it was trying to brand us so we were going to become the mcdonald's in treatment join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. 
We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.